Finally got some live sports, and well, that was fun. The first night of the NFL draft didn't offer many big surprises, but a couple. One of them involved the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Friday, April 24th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today we're talking Chiefs first round draft pick, LSU running back Clyde Edwards Elaire. To say we were expecting the Chiefs to take a running back with the number 32 overall pick is, well, let's just say star columnist Sam Mellinger and I addressed the topic of the Chiefs taking a running back right off the bat in our Zoom chat that started moments before the selection was made. And now I'd like to say we were on top of this predicting the Chiefs would take a running back, but you'll hear from our conversation we were anything but on top of it. After a break, you'll hear what reporters who cover the Chiefs had to say late last night, a video conference with Chiefs General Manager Brett Veach, and a few minutes with the selection Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But first, here's the conversation Sam and I had a few minutes before the Chiefs made the pick and our reaction to the selection. Sam, earlier, um, uh, Vahe and I, uh, and and you were part of a discussion about uh, uh, running backs just aren't popular uh, players taking that position is not popular in the first round of the draft much anymore. I really don't see the Chiefs going there. You you don't see running back here, do you? No, um, they get better. You know what I mean? Like they are just. We've been saying this for weeks. Like they did such a good job with this off season, put them putting themselves in a position where they don't have to draft a certain position. Um, and I, look, like I, <laughs> I think they'd get better at running back. But the way I look at it, they're going to sc- score a million points next year, no matter who their running back is. Um, I, I think there's a lot of defensive backs. Antoine Winfield Jr. is the one that keeps popping out at me. But there's there's a lot of got McKinney, the kid from Alabama. There's a lot of a lot of ways that they could go on this. Yeah, I think uh, safety, if, if the an athletic safety, a safety with a little bit of uh, motor, a little bit of speed, yeah. and if it's between those two, McKinney and uh, and Winfield, Winfield's got a little bit better speed. Doesn't have the the, the classic height, but uh, I, I can see uh, I can see favoring um, uh, Winfield over McKinney. There's Brett Beach and Andy Reid on the screen. I see where Andy went with a dark Hawaiian shirt tonight. Uh, nice call for, uh, for, for Andy Reid. Right, that, that was an easy decision. The easy decision was like uh, what to wear. The, the, the hard one was which of the 47 that he has in his closet. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, I, the other thing I like about Winfield is just the, the versatility, um, you know, and, and I know McKinney can do different things too, but I just like that it's just like Winfield's he may even just be a slot guy you know what I mean but he he can do both those things um again I think I said this earlier um when I came on your your fine Facebook program here uh but he seems like a little bit better version of Kendall Fuller yeah yeah for sure also uh not selected so far is a Wisconsin linebacker named yeah uh uh, Zach Baum Zach Baum thank you very much who was the uh the, uh, the choice of Herbie Teope, not once but twice yeah. in the Chiefs' spot draft over the last couple of weeks. I think that second time is just for, for emphasis. I said, no, I really mean it this time. <laughs> right, that's a statement. Yeah, yeah. No, he's great, too. I mean, the, the there was just like a little brief, like, kind of 45-second period here. I was like, is Patrick Queen, is that really going to happen? Like, yeah. Uh, and there, there probably wasn't any way he was getting past 28. Uh, but Bond can do some of the same thing. You know, he's got some range. He's got some speed. He's got some athleticism. Whenever he gets picked, they're going to say immediately that he was a, a high school quarterback um, and, and got moved outside. But, like, he's uh, 
Yeah, he, I mean, that, that's what I guess that's what I'm, I, I keep coming back to. There's, there's been years where, like, the Chiefs have to take offensive line. They have to take defensive line, whatever. They, they're just in a really good spot now. They can go wherever they need. That's not uh, video poker on Andy's screen, is it? Uh... <laughs> it's like a lot of inputs or something on there. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, and the other thing, too, if we're, if we're looking at linebacker here, the one the one area where they were vulnerable kind of consistently last year was, you know, covering the running back out of the back. Totally, yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's a, 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 a need that can be addressed with, with this pick. So the pick is in. Oh, what is what is this jersey? Uh, very nice. Very I'm nice. all in on Roger tonight. I, I think he's been great. <laughs> Here we go. Drum roll, please. Oh wow! Oh, they went. They went running, running back. back, and not the guy that I, I thought. I thought DeAndre Swift was a better fit. Clyde uh, Edwards Alaire like, from yeah. LSU. Wow. He's now a good player. A this this does surprise me. This does surprise me. He, he's a good player, but I just thought I thought Swift was the the, the if they're going to go that position, I thought Swift has you know he's a really good fit too. He's he's you know he's yeah. shifty, um, good out of the backfield. But I like Jonathan Taylor a little bit. I was just a little concerned that he's they, he was a, worn out in college. He was over two thousand yards yeah. twice in Wisconsin. Yeah, but. How about that? Not only the position yeah. we didn't think, but the player we didn't think at that position. Yeah, right, we're all over this one. Um, he uh, he is tough. I mean, if you watch any of these LSU games, I mean, Burrow kind of steals the show, right? But um, he is tough, and, and he can do a lot. He, he doesn't wow you with speed or anything, but he, he, he can catch the ball. Um, he can break tackles, uh, not afraid of contact, um, you know, can run inside and outside. I mean, he, he's got some skills. There's no doubt about it. Here's my breakdown of Clyde Edwards Hilaire from Baton, Baton Rouge, 5'7", 207, runs a 4'6", 40, all SEC in 2019, 1,450 yards, 16 touchdowns. That offense was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Uh, 55 receptions um, was, is yeah. a kick returner. This stood out to me, excellent ball security. Uh, you, yep. That's something that uh, that is um, – Something very important to Andy Reid. Yeah, thirty-six percent of his carries went for first downs or touchdowns in twenty nineteen. That's pretty good. I mean, you know the the question would be right, like how much of that is him, how much of that is is the offense, not just the quarterback, but the line and and everything around it. But this is a good highlight package. That this is a good you know kind of illustration of what he can do because it's you you look at him. He's um, I don't know what they list him at. He's short. I mean, he's five, five seven, five eight. Yeah. Five. Um, He's good between the tackles, um, which, you know, you don't always expect from from a little guy like that. But um, he's good between the tackles of, of, of again, just with toughness, uh, can break through some guys. But he's also got some shift. Like once he gets past the defensive line and gets to the linebackers, like, you know, he, he can break those tackles, too. Or miss another those LSU, tackles, too, I should another say. Another LSU running back for the Chiefs. Um, That's right. You know, they do love they, them they, some LSU. Had a run on them for, sure. for a while. So, yeah, I'm uh, – I'm a little surprised by that. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look again. The the getting Bashad Breeland back, um, you know, it, it did take some of the need off corner. Uh, but I just I think about you know down the road and what you're going to need in in 21, 22, and it just seems like it would be a good time to to get a young uh, corner 
Um, you know, maybe with some versatility to play safety too. But, um, you know, what the hell? I didn't draft a Super Bowl winning team. <laughs> That's right. All right, Sam. I know you got a column to write. Yeah. Appreciate right. it, man. See you, Blair. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit kansascity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys for, for staying up and, and um, hopping on the, the Zoom chat here. Uh, certainly, uh, we're excited to, to welcome uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair to the, to the Chiefs Kingdom. Um, you know, I think uh, certainly our scouting staff did a great job. I had a chance for the last really two weeks to kind of work through a pocket of players that we thought might be there. And um, the, it, it was funny because about uh, four or five days ago, I talked to coach and I said, we, we're getting a bunch of a bunch of teams calling to see if we want to trade up. So I don't know if they just knew that we were super aggressive or that that was kind of the mindset of, of the teams kind of just looking to get out. But once, um, once Green Bay moved up, um, you know, to gra- draft the quarterback, which made sense to get that fifth-year option. Um, you know, the phones kind of went silent, and we were we were totally fine with that because we were super excited. Um, you know, to um, to stay true to our board and, and and draft what we feel is is just a unique player and a unique talent, and then you you throw them in with this offense. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. So, um, with that little brief intro, I'll turn it over and let you guys ask some questions. Adam, go ahead. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Good, Adam. How you doing? Good, thanks. Um, what do you like about Edwards Hilaire as opposed to, say, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor? Can you sort of say what made him stand out about, among those other two? And yeah. was it not a difficult separation for you? Well, yeah. I mean, those guys, are, all three of those guys are really good players. Um, it, you know, the kid just, his interior running ability, the, the vision and the instincts are, are, are rare and unique. I mean, the guy has the ability to kind of play the game in slow motion, um, lateral agility, vision, his ability to start and stop and, and redirect his hands out of the backfield. Some of those guys you mentioned, they have all, you know, some guys have the one trait, some guy has the other trait. We felt like he, um, he kind of had all those traits about three or four weeks ago when we were kind of just working through the final, the wave of this process. Um, once we get to a point, I kind of give coach a, a couple guys to, to take a peek on. And I told coach, I said, wait, what do you, finish up your work on Clyde Edwards Hilary. He's going to remind you of Brian Westbrook and coach called me back. He said, oh, he's better than Brian. So, and that's no slight to Brian because I uh, got a chance to play against him firsthand at Delaware. And he was a ring of fame honor player in, in Philadelphia. So he's just, a, he's a, he's a unique talent. Um, the guy's explosive. Um, you know, he has the ability to kind of make stuff out of nothing. And that's, I think the one thing you look at with these running backs, I mean, this guy, can consistently make plays um, when there really is nothing there to be made. So, um, again, throwing him now with um, Tyreek and Sammy and Travis and Damian Williams in the backfield So and McCall on the outside, we think it'll be really exciting. Uh, Nate Taylor. 
Hey, Brett, thanks for doing this. Um, my, my question is, you talked with uh, Clyde at the Combine. Just what did you feel like you learned about the person as well as you were trying to get through the prospects of seeing what he did on tape throughout the course of his college career? Yeah, we spent a lot of time with him there. Um, you know, our, our, our scouts that, that went in there, uh, Mike Bradway, Willie Davis, uh, the coaches just rave about the kid, all business, uh, loves the game, loves to work, loves to compete, uh, picks up the game quickly, very high football IQ. Uh, he's going to come in right away and, and pick up this offense quickly. You know, I always worry about with our, the, complexity of our, the complexities of our offense about just how long it'll take guys um, where the coaches feel comfortable. But everyone that, you know, you talk to at LSU, just they rave about his, his football character and his football IQ. And then you throw in the talent that he has uh, with that. Um, you know, we think he can come in right away and, and be a big factor in this offense. Uh, go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Brett, how are you, man? Hey, Herbie, how you doing? Hey, I'm well, thanks. Good. You mentioned um, Andy Reid came back and said that he he's better than Brian Westbrook. Well, how much input did he have with this pick outside of that comment that that made you made you decide to take him? Well, I mean, look, I mean, Coach and I obviously we you know we've been working together a long time, so um, you know he, he obviously he. Um, you know, he always has um, a chance to, to kind of review the tape and, and add his input, uh, super supportive of, of the process and, and how our guys go about their work. And he's always the first one to say, you guys did all the work. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come in the last minute. But, um, but we do a good job of, of making sure that um, we watch so many guys and we stack the board and it takes a ton of time takes a full year but once you know once you get into these pockets where these guys are so close you're certainly going to have coach coaches watch and, and we do that you know once we get through the fall and, and we come to the combine I mean we'll um, we'll start with a big stack and then our assistant coaches can kind of um, you know shave a little fat off that and then our coordinators and then when it gets to coach um, kind of just have him look at this thing um, toward the end here and, and put the final touches on it but I mean, listen, I mean, the guy's a, the Hall of Fame coach, so I think you want to kind of hear what he says about players and what he thinks. But uh, I just – I knew that, you know, again, knowing kind of how coach works um, and knowing that we were around Brian Westbrook for so long, just the uncanny similarities, I think, um, jumped out in my mind and, and coach kind of saw it the same way. But he was super excited when he got a chance to watch him and, and, and you know, that, that thought was shared throughout our entire personnel department. Uh, Harold Kuntz. Hey, Brett. Hope you're doing all right. Hey, I just want to ask you about uh, as the draft progressed and you saw some cornerbacks being taken in the later rounds, what made you kind of decide at that point, I'm going to go with a running back instead of maybe another defensive player as it, as it progressed? Yeah, I mean, we just, you know, it sounds cliche to say the best player available, but I mean, this guy, you know, we view this guy as a, I mean, extraordinary running back and, and, a, and a rare talent for the things he can do. I mean, we had a, Again, we had a pocket of guys. Um, some were offensive linemen, some were corners, some were some were linebackers. Um, you know, and, and the way it worked out, and where we picked, and what was left, we just felt like he was the best player, and it made the most sense for us. Um, wasn't a lot of trade dialogue. We really didn't have any calls um, once uh, Green Bay traded up. And, and again, as I mentioned earlier, we were happy with that because uh, we certainly view this guy as a, as a franchise type running back. Danny Wilniak. Hey, Brett. Um, I want to look a little bit forward. How, what is the toughest part of going into tomorrow? You guys got the guy you want. 
in the first round. But how difficult does it become then for the next couple of rounds tomorrow? Yeah, well, I mean, that's certainly why you put in all the time just to make sure that you have the, the numbers work out and, and have the, the stacks where you think they belong. Um, you know, tomorrow we'll, we'll get up and we'll have another web chat with our, with our scouts. And, you know, we spent so much time uh, really the last few weeks just really kind of narrowing down, all right, you have the logical selections everybody has in their mind. I think every team has 10 to 15 players that are consensus. These guys are going to go. Um, once you get into the 20s, you start to see a little bit of, um, um, you know, team-specific scheme and, and what they need, that, that kind of thing. So I, I thought our personnel staff did a really good job. I think we had like six guys that, you know, we said if we didn't move up or we didn't move back and we stayed there at 32, these kind of guys would be there. And then uh, it was kind of like clockwork, you know, right around 24, 25, these guys start all going off. And, um, but we'll do the same process tomorrow now. It'll just be, you know, eliminate the first round, eliminate all those players. We'll go back and – we'll look at all the names on the board again and, and we'll kind of start to stack these guys and, and, and then we'll get to a point where we feel like, again, just like today, when we're at 231, if we don't move up or move back, we feel confident these will be the guys and we'll kind of stack them in the order. And if we don't trade up, we're just going to go in that order. Uh, Matt Derrick. Hey, Brett. Thanks for your time as always. Hey, Matt. Um, just looking at what the other teams in the AFC West did, especially with the Chargers going and getting their quarterback and, and the Raiders and Broncos both going for receivers early, what's your kind of takeaway how the draft unfolded in the first round tonight? And, and how does, you know, seeing them go after so much offense early, does that affect your draft plans at all later on? I don't know um, if, it, if it really affects, you know, our draft plan – because I think we stick to just wanting to work on our team and our roster. And I, and I think, you know, having obviously the opportunity to win a Super Bowl, I don't think we're, um, you know, we're competing against any one team. We're competing against all 31 teams. So we got to continue to identify weaknesses and, and find really good players that we know are going to come in and play right away. We want these guys to, um, you know, we don't want that learning curve to be so steep. Clyde was a guy, high football IQ, high football character. A dynamic playmaker, dynamic playmaker can step in right away and have them under contract for five years. So I think we just always um, internalize this process and we just look for ways to make our team better. And we know that if um, we continue to make our roster better, then um, the wins will take care of themselves on Sunday. Hey, guys, we probably have time for a few more because we got to get Claude as well. So um, we're going to go Todd Levo, uh, Nate Taylor, and Adam. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, Brett, a little bit about what Matt was kind of asking there about the, the, the West, a lot of quarterback with the Chargers. They haven't drafted a quarterback in a long time and a couple of speed wide receivers with the Raiders and the, and the Broncos there early. Just what are your thoughts about what else happened in the division? Yeah, I think teams certainly, uh, they got to score some points against us. I think even if you have a really good defense, it's hard to stop our offense. So uh, I think that, you know, teams are, are, are certainly ready for track meet when they play the chiefs. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be an exciting time for our division. Certainly some great players were drafted by the Chargers and the Raiders and, and the Broncos. So our division is always tough and competitive. And, and I think the talent added to those teams will, will make this even more exciting for, for our fans. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, Brett. Um, this is – I know you were heavily involved in the 2017 draft and obviously orchestrating the trade to get Patrick Mahomes. But as general manager of the Chiefs, this is your first – pick in the first round 
Uh, I just want to know what the what was the process like for you to have a first round pick? And you've mentioned before on several occasions the idea of getting Patrick another weapon on offense. Just how much did you feel like that was a priority that needed to be addressed sooner rather than later in the draft? Well, I I, I think our priority going into the draft was was really just these you know, add talent and, you know, certainly every team has philosophies and, 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 and that's no different with us. You know, you're going to get a quarterback and then you're going to build O-line, D-line corners and what have you. But I mean, never to lose sight in this process is at the end of the day, you're just collecting really good players. And, um, you know, there's certainly, there's, there's values placed on, on certain positions and we do the same thing. Uh, but when you have a guy that you think is a pro bowl running back, uh, that's a high value too. So, um, you know, I, I think you Listen, you get a chance to get a guy that's this talented, that, they, that can add so much to the offense. Um, you know, a young guy can run, can catch, can block, can return. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to pass up those guys for the sake of extra picks or for um, a guy that you, you think is good. Um, we think this guy could be great. Okay, Adam, go ahead and close us out. Brett, um, Edwards Lair, obviously not the biggest guy at 5'7", what, about 205 or so. Do you, ever, do you project him to ever be a, kind of a regular feature back for you guys, much like, uh, say, Kareem Hunt was for a while or Jamal Charles before him? I think because of the type of offense, Adam, that we are, I, I do. I think if we were more traditional, you know, two tight end set, power run game, um, you know, certainly there, there would be some, some questions. But I think the way we can spread teams out and, and make them play east and west um, and the threat of our vertical passing game, you know, and then – Again, this kid's low center of gravity, um, his ability to make people miss. I, I think just the way that our offense is constructed, I think this guy um, will thrive, and I think he'll be able to uh, handle a workload. Okay, thanks for joining us, Brett. Yeah, thank you, guys. That was Chiefs General Manager Brett Veach, and now let's hear from the player, uh, the Chiefs' first-round draft pick, number 32 overall, LSU running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde, can you hear us okay? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Awesome. All right. We're going to yes, open it. Yes, sir. I can hear you. Awesome. We're going to open it up to questions here, uh, and Pete Sweeney is going to be our first one up here. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Clyde. Congratulations uh, on getting drafted by the Chiefs. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. In your, in your own estimation, uh, of all the teams in the National Football League, you end up here. What do you think makes the, the Chiefs the, the best fit for, for what your game brings to the table? Just just how versatile the offense is, um, you know, and and they were big on being able to get the running back out in space. And I feel like that was that was where I absolutely thrived. Um, and, and you know, the Chiefs, they, they made a great call. Um, the, the offense, you know, the whole the whole game plan, everything is, is, is a perfect fit for me. And ultimately. You know, I just feel like, you know, every that that that's a perfect fit and it's a great fit as far as me being a person and, and the team. Um, I absolutely you know I was able to text Tyron and, and get in touch with, with McCole and everybody. So so far it's already been uh it's already been on the plus side. Okay, Darren Smith, go ahead, Darren. Hey, uh, first of all, welcome to Kansas City. I uh, can't wait to feed you some some of this Gates barbecue when you get here. Uh, <laughs> big question for you. Obviously, you know, you come from a winning program, winning a national title. What's it mean to go from Joe Burrow now to uh, Patrick Mahomes? I mean, you know, it's it's like it's like a step, you know, it's just it's, it's the next step. Being able to 
being able to be with a guy who won, uh, you know, a Super Bowl and, and was an MVP and was currently the MVP. Uh, and being able to line up next to him is something is something I absolutely dreamed of. Um, and, and ultimately hearing, you know, the draft story and then him getting the, the final text and, you know, just shoot me one name and then the only name he sent back was Clyde. Uh, you know, it, it makes me feel wanted. It makes me feel like uh, there's a plan and, and we know once we execute that plan, we'll be, we can be back to back Super Bowl champs. All right, we'll go to Matt McMullen. Matt, can you hear us? Yeah. Hey, congratulations, Clyde. Welcome to Kansas City. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. So growing up in Baton Rouge, I'm guessing you're a Tyron Matthew fan. What's it going to be like playing with the Honey Badger in Kansas City? It's going to be, it's going to be pretty epic. Uh, you know, being, being, being younger than him, I've always watched him but never got the opportunity to play with him. So this is, you know, this is, I'm, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. I know he's going to show me some things that I've never seen um, as far as coverage. And, and now I can only get better from working with the, you know, as far as what I see as the GOAT. Herbie, go ahead. Hey, Clyde, welcome to Kansas City. Before you um, went to LSU, there was a story out there that Auburn once told you that you were not SEC caliber running back. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, I think that was I think that was Bama. I, so we were we were actually going to Bama, but yeah, I remember I remember that you know I was told that I wasn't SEC caliber. Uh, all right, let's go to Adam Teicher. Hey Clyde, uh, you broke up a little bit when you were talking earlier about why you feel like you're a fit in the chief system. Can you sort of elaborate yes, on that? Why you feel like you're a good fit for what's going on offensively here? So watching, you know, watching the Kansas City offense last year, they were big on getting the back out in space. Uh, any check down, any way the back can can get out and run a route, that's where, you know, I, I absolutely did most of my damage as far as, um, you know, being in a passing game. And, and that's what Kansas City is big on, and that's what, that's what the foundation is built on, being able to get the ball in space and, and spread the ball out. That, that, that makes defenses uh, stress. So – being able to be a running back and, and catch the ball out of the backfield and run routes, I feel like everything is a, is a perfect mesh. All right, guys, we got time for a couple more here. Uh, let's go with Matt Derrick. Hey, Clyde, welcome to Kansas City. There's been quite a few LSU running backs that have come through Kansas City the last few years, and I, I know I think you're pretty close to Darrell Williams. Uh, what kind of influence has Daryl had on you, and what is it about LSU that makes it such a great place for running backs that want to go to the NFL? Um, you know, growing up, I was coming in under Daryl in the in the you know in the LSU's running back room. So initially, when I came in, Daryl Daryl kind of took me under his wing along with Darius Geis, but Daryl was Daryl was the person that made me. Um, understand uh, playbooks and everything more. I mean, I was a, I was seventeen year old kid, just turned seventeen, and and Daryl was trying to teach me all these things as far as a college, a college offense. And ultimately, I had to learn, you know, three different offenses. But Daryl was always there, uh, you know, when I was learning the first time. So Daryl is a Daryl's a mentor for me. Uh, as soon as I was, as soon as you know, my name came across the screen, Daryl was the first person that. Uh, you know, the, the first number that, that came across my screen. So 
ultimately, I mean, he's a he's a big brother to me, and being a being a running back at LSU just means more than just saying it. Um, you know, we, we we leave a walk in with the legacy in the room, and and then you leave with a greater legacy, and that's that's just the that's just the nature of it. Uh, everybody comes in and compete, and I, that's the same way at Kansas City. So I can't wait to compete. All right, Nate Taylor, why don't you close us out? Hey, Clyde, uh, congratulations again. I, I, I want to talk to you about being uh, an option out of the backfield in terms of receiving. Just how did that develop over time? How much do you feel like that was a value, not only just to uh, LSU, but obviously to this draft process and convincing the Chiefs that you were both capable as a runner and a receiver? Um, I think that – I think it started early on, me being a, a, a receiving back in high school. I was – on the same team as Darius guys in high school. And, you know, I couldn't, uh, you know, him being on the field his junior and senior year was a, was a must in high school. So I had to find a way to get on the field. They wanted me to get on the field and I started playing slot, slot and, and wide receiver and kind of hopped back and back and forth from, from slot, you know, to the backfield and then two back sets. So ultimately it was just kind of just something that was, that was just part of, you know, my DNA. I was always able to catch. I was always able to run routes and, LSU took complete advantage of it, um, you know, with, with, with my last year being able to, to get me out in space and let me run routes because that's always, you know, that was the thing that I did. That's, that's how I ended up at LSU. Um, but ultimately, we just needed the offense to, to help it. And we ended up with it. And now, you know, I don't even have to, you know, worry about that. I'm going into an offense that's, that's absolutely, you know, fitting for me. Awesome. Well, thanks, Clyde, for joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you all so much. That'll do it for another day and another week of Sports BKC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. Thanks to the production team of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. We'll be back on Monday wrapping up the Chiefs draft weekend on Sports BKC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. <laughs>